Welcome to the Impeccable Investor Podcast. I'm super excited to bring you this episode. This is one that I've really been truly wanting to give just because it's going to apply to what we will be seeing in the market and the elections of 2020. So not only has this year yielded COVID, yielded Australian fires that we all probably already forgot about, but now we have the 2020 presidential election in the USA. So in this podcast, you will be learning what the stock market stats are during presidential elections, what you should be looking for and looking forward to based on statistics, no political bias, just pure hard facts over like, okay, if this happens, we expect this. If this happens, we expect this to this degree of certainty. All right, guys, I'm super excited to get into it. So let's just jump straight in. Welcome to the Impeccable Investor Podcast. The strategies and secrets you will learn on this podcast will help you profit from the market with ease. Remember, if it's hard, then it's probably not right. Now, your host, that crazy stock guy, Austin Bully. So first off, let me disclose that all these stats have been retrieved online. So if you want to know where these stats are coming from, the description below this podcast will show all the resources and all the documents where I acquired these stats. So first getting into it, I want to talk about what happens every single year. So again, a presidential term is for four years. So I want to break down what exactly happens year by year. So like the president's first year, we expect the market to rise X amount. Okay, so this is based on the pure hard facts of how much the stock market rises on the president's first term, second, third, and fourth year term. Based on the Dow Jones industrial average, the stock market goes up around 2.4% in the president's first year. It goes up 4.2% in the president's second year. It goes up 10.4% in the third year and 6% in election year or its fourth year. So what we're seeing here is that the third presidential term is where we see most of the growth in the market. The slowest time is definitely during the first year. And we can assume that's because of market uncertainty, right? Investors are still like, okay, what is this president going to do? Is he going to live up to all the promises that he's made? Or is he going to fall back and do X, Y, and Z, right? Because a president is elected based on his stance, based on his platform, based on what people want him to do. So again, we may see that uncertainty during the first year of the presidential election, which is why we see that 2.4% average return compared to a 10.4% return during its third year. So again, during the president's third year, that's really when we're probably seeing the effects of all the policies that they put into place. So for instance, during their first and second year, they're still making laws, they're still talking to Congress, and they're doing all these things that are kind of setting them up for their third year. So that in their third year, um, again, if they followed right, if they um, are playing to the hand of investors and the market, then that's typically why we see, in my opinion, a higher third year return or a 10.4% return. Now, moving on to election year. So we're seeing about a 6% return. So again, still higher than the first and second term of the president, but still not as great as the third year term. And again, I think this comes back down to the same as the first year, which is market uncertainty, right? We know that elections are coming up. We know that this president 
president can be um, brought out of office. We can have a new one. And all the uncertainty kind of leads to that. So my assumption would be, I don't know the stats on this, is that we see a great run up until three months until the election. And I'm thinking that because, um, again, the market's going to continue up and it really doesn't care about elections until we get within three months. Now, we can definitely see that is true within 2020 so far, right? We hit those lows around March 16th and then we just shot up and we've been up around 40, 50% since those lows. And because of that, we're definitely starting to see that pullback coming now and the market's really starting to show that it cares what's happening. And now we're starting to see those dips and stuff. And that's maybe why we're going to have a slower year this year. Now, let's break down of if a Republican president is in office or if a Democrat president is in office, what is the average uh, return for each one of those presidents per year? So again, as we know, the S&P 500 yields a 7% return every single year. Um, That's the average return that it has made year over year. So talking about Democrats, if a Democrat president is in office, we see an average yearly return of 9%. If a Republican is in office, we see an average yearly return of 6%, according to Kiplinger. But again, you can read the stats and all the documents where I got this down below. So again, that's very interesting to see, right, that the Democrats um, are having a higher return. And the only reason why I say that is because Republicans are known to be more business facing, known to help the businesses grow, right? They like lower taxes, which definitely helps businesses reinvest, or at least that's the idea behind that. That doesn't always happen. That's kind of where trickle down economics comes from. Uh, And then the Democrats more play on the consumer side. And so we tend to see more government spending, which typically increases our debt and other things like that. So it's weird to to see that. But again, that is what these stats are showing, that the Democrats have a average yearly return of 9% and the Republicans have uh, an average yearly return of 6%. Now, there is a theory that I want to discuss before I get into the really fun facts, which is how the S&P 500 can predict if the president stays in office or not. But the theory here is the presidential election cycle theory, which says that the markets perform best in the second half of the presidential term. And so the reason why this is a theory is because they're saying in the first and second term, the president doesn't really care what the people think about him. I mean, the president always cares, but you know, from a sense of like they would have to impeach him to remove him. He still has four years in office. So the first two years, he is typically doing things that he wants or that he needs, the economy needs. And because of that, that's maybe a reason to explain why the first year and second year returns of the president is super low compared to the other two. And so this is also the thing because like in the last two years, he's preparing for re-election, right? Especially if he has his second term that he can run for, uh, then the president may be more person facing, more having more PR that states uh, that he's for the people, implementing some laws that actually help people to kind of help refuel his re-election. So because of that, that could be a reason why we see those higher returns. So that is called the president election cycle theory. And again, it plays off of each year's returns of the president. Now let's get into the super fun info that I've been super excited to share, which is how the S&P 500 can predict if the incumbent will stay in office. If you don't know what the incumbent is, the incumbent is the person already in office. So for instance, if the president is in his first term as, as president and 
and he could run for his second term, then he's called the incumbent because he's already in office. So according to stats, um, again, the info is all linked below. I forget exactly where I got this, but the S&P 500, which tracks the top 505 stocks of the market, has an 86.4% chance of predicting the election. So what do I mean by this? Let me explain more. So there have been 22 presidential elections since 1928. Of those 22 presidential elections, 14 had three months of gains prior to election. So what we're saying here is that election is in November, right? So the three months before November, the stock market saw gains or the S&P 500 saw gains. So 14 of those 22 um, years of elections saw gains, while eight of those uh, 22 saw losses during those last three months. So of those 14 um, years of, of elections that saw gains before the election, 12 of the incumbents stayed in office. So that means roughly 85% of the incumbents stayed in office. So what are we saying here in real terms, right? We're saying if the market is positive three months before the election or three months running up into the election, then we have a super high chance, an 85% chance of the president being reelected. So if the market is not seeing gains before the election, then seven of those incumbents lost. So out of the eight, seven lost. So that's a huge loss rate. So basically what we're saying here is if you want a great chance at becoming reelected, you definitely want the market to be doing well. And let's talk about the reasoning behind that. Well, it's simple. People want to be making money. People want a good economy. People want a secure job. And because of that, if they feel that the president can give them that, then there's no reason that they take him out of office. For instance, if jobs are booming, if they are getting raises, if they're getting a new car because loans and interest rates are so low, they're going to feel that this president is doing a great job. So I'm saying this because that's basically what the stats are saying, but I wanted to give you a reason why, and that's kind of the thought behind it, is that people kind of go where the money is, and that's how it's always been, and that's how it always will be. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. This is one that I've really been excited to make, um, especially coming up on election season. I am a highly data-driven person, so I know stats, I know statistics, and that's why the algorithm that I use works, because I've back-tested and I've tried everything. Thing. And so I really hope you learned something from this podcast. Definitely check out the articles linked below if you're interested. If not, hit that subscribe button and I can't wait to see you on our next podcast next Thursday morning.